powerful and impactful show onto you tonight. So go ahead and share this live with someone and even tag people in it. And we very much appreciate you for doing so. Well, I'm not going to delay the hour. Our guest is backstage with us. We're going to bring him in virtually. And our guest is none other than Mark Raby. Mm -hmm. Mr. Raby, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Great. Thank you for joining us. And for thank those you for having me all, man. Thank you. Thank you. Great. It's a pleasure. For those in and around Birmingham, Mark really needs um, no introduction. Of course, we're going to allow um, him to tell you a little bit, bit about himself. But um, if you've been in Birmingham a number of years, um, Mark is an accomplished playwright. He has his own production company. And recently um, in Roebuck, yes, in Roebuck, he opened his own theater company, Encore Studio and Gallery. So we're going to talk about all of that. Plus, he has a virtual um, theatrical performance coming up. So we're going to talk about all that tonight. We're just going to uh, have some fun. You have two theater uh, books. Uh, so you never know what can happen, but uh, <laughs> for fun. So um, for those who don't know you, uh, tell people uh, where you're from, just for starters. Oh, yeah. Again, man, let me say thank you, thank you, thank you for having yeah, this is This is really great. I um, I had the opportunity to uh, attend uh, a, a few of your shows, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. I got an opportunity to see your uh, your holiday piece, uh, um, and I got an opportunity to see uh, the big production that you did at the Boutwell. Uh, and it's just it's just wonderful uh, to see you doing your thing, man. This city right. is filled with so much uh, great talent, you know, uh, and and really unbeknownst to um, a, a great sector of our city, there is a lot of black theater talent, man. Right. And so I'm honored that you uh, you're having me on, man. I, I like you said, like, we'll, we'll just have fun since there's no predetermined topic of what yeah, we're talking exactly. about. Uh, but I'm from right here in Birmingham, uh, Alabama. Actually, right here in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, born, bred, and uh, raised. Uh, I, I have been uh, doing something as it relates to theater uh, since very, very early on. Um, and uh, this, I like to say theater is all I know, although I have my hands in quite a few things, man. You know, uh, I feel like a fish out of water when I can't do theater, you know, and I'm sure you can attest uh, to the same thing. It's something about when you're passionate about the arts, especially when uh, you get an opportunity to showcase your people. And in a in a regular, uh, frequent way, man. So um, yeah, that's in a nutshell. Uh, I am a playwright and a theater producer, uh, and, and an author of a few books as well. Uh, I'm a clinician. I coach acting. Um, pretty much anything that uh, is remotely associated with the theater art form, uh, I do. Uh, and I also have a, a graphic design company um, or a brand management company. So uh, we do that as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, being down in this, this COVID, man, you kind of have to have your hands in, in many things in order to stay afloat. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, it's now going on three years. So three years ago, we burned Encore Theater and Gallery uh, in the Roebuck area. Uh, we have since uh, moved to a new location, uh, a little bit bigger location. And there's so much in the works, man, when, when COVID passes. Um, we are broadening the spectrum of what we do. So we just gave birth to uh, what we call Parkway Cultural Arts Center. Uh, and, and Encore is housed within the Cultural Arts Center. And so there's so much in the works, Mr. Bond. There's so much, so much in the works. So just keep your eyes open, man. We're working Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. And let me say this before um, moving on. It's um, quite an interesting story of how, and if some of my cast um, is watching tonight, they're going to get a kick out of this. When I first started um, professionally, I knew of you and just hadn't had the chance to meet uh -oh. and so um i think some of my cast saw online where you had come in on the flyer or something it was the first or the second show that we did and it was like oh my god oh my god mark raby's coming to the show we gotta be right we gotta be right i was like i was like 
y'all, y'all, you know, kind of, kind of chill out. I'm gonna have you right regardless. <laughs> um, you know, that's something you don't have to worry about. And so, um, after that, it was a phone conversation actually. Uh, Mark and I talked for a few hours, and one thing that he shared with me, it really, really, really went a long way. I've said it private, I'll say it publicly tonight. He's one of the most gracious individuals that um, you want to meet. He told me on that phone call, he said, um, look, he said, Paul, I'm going to tell you this. He said, I don't do this for everybody. He said, I'm going to stop doing shows for a while to allow you to be able to get out there on the scene and to hear someone say that when they do the same thing as you do. So I've said this on the show again, and I'll say it again tonight. When you're in the same arena as someone and you all do the same thing and do similar things, it's not about competition. What we as a society, what we have to do, <laughs> to do right, right, you said right, that's it. What we have to do is come together because I think for so long in our city, in our state, even in our country, you know, we're seeing it instead of working together, we've seen competition. When you compete, you get nothing done. The only competition you should be is, you know, competing against yourself, opting to make yourself bigger and better. So again, I want to thank you for that. Always being uh, gracious. You know, you've included me in newspaper editions that I never thought would have happened. So that's just the gracious individual that you are. And I want to thank you for that. And even when I've had questions about shows, anything, he's always been a text or a phone call away. And those are the people that you want in your life, in your life. I always tell people mental friends love you. Some friends love you enough for you to stay the same, but mentors love you enough. They don't want you to stay the same. So those are the kind of people that you want in your life. And again, thank you for all, not only that you do for me and Divine Vision Entertainment, but for all theater companies here in this city, because it does take, we as a village to branch out and support one another. Man, listen, just to kind of expound on, on, on our conversation, um, uh, we came into each other's world at a time um, when, uh, Black theater did not have the momentum that it's been gaining over the right. years um, because people had already made up their minds about the quality of the show or the caliber of the show because it wasn't at one of our more renowned facilities or renowned uh, places uh, where shows are traditionally done in our city. If you if you weren't one of the name organizations, mm -hmm. uh, people, even folks who look like us, uh, wouldn't necessarily be so quick to give us an opportunity to uh, to support what we were doing. I hope I, I put that as nicely as I could. And and so I knew that there is strength in numbers. Mm -hmm. And so what I didn't want to do uh, was to uh, have it in any way. Uh, look like, as you said, there was anything competitive going on, but I wanted to celebrate what you were doing and support what you were doing and supp supply you with whatever resources I had so you could do what you do and do it well and succeed because nobody does anything with the intent to fail. Everybody Absolutely. wants to succeed. And there is strength in numbers, man. Um, you're not the, uh, you and I are not the only uh, African-American playwrights in the city who are facing the hurdle of uh, trying to prove that we have stories to tell and that they're worth being seen, and, you know, that we've got something to say. And uh, it's important uh, for all of us to support each other because when we support each other then as a whole people don't mind coming out to see what we're doing because we're supporting each other to be our very very best you know there have been many playwrights that maybe they posted a flyer right and the flyer didn't look all that great you know and it is it's not unusual for me to inbox and say hey let me redo that right. for you you know because like i said man we're we're, we're better together so um and no apology, no, no thank you necessary, man, because we we are trying to thrive and survive collectively, you know, as a whole. And and we can only do that together, man. We're better together. Absolutely. Yeah. And then let's get into some more questions. Um, what age did you start acting? Because I know um for people that don't know, not only um is he a director, producer, a writer, he also still still finds time to act as well. 
Well, if you ask my family, they're going to tell you forever. I don't think <laughs> you can recall a time when uh, theater isn't what I'm, but I, 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 I want to say I started at nine. Okay. And uh, it, it, so here I am in over 20 <laughs> some years later, uh, still, <laughs> still, still kicking it in there, man. But the beautiful thing is, is that I had the opportunity to start early with wonderful mentors and great counsel. And I was surrounded by wonderful elders and both in, in the craft and in, in, in our community who were imparting things. And now I have the opportunity to, to share uh, so that the next person coming along can, can shine, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what age did you start writing plays? Because that, um, I've, um, a few weeks ago, my sister even actually had the opportunity to interview me, and I talked about my writing experience. So I always like to hear stories from other people. So um, we're going to get to the good stuff. All of this is good. But we're going to get to um, some more things later, but I just want to hear what age did you start writing? Um, before. Well, I, I, I started writing uh, maybe in elementary school, but production and stage plays uh, didn't come until uh, high school. And it's because uh, I was no longer cute and adorable and couldn't find any work. And uh, there were no casting opportunities uh, for uh, uh, a kid like me. And so I said that uh, I was going to uh, create a lane instead of waiting around on somebody to to open one. I decided to create one. So kind of like Tyler talks about, uh, uh, he wasn't waiting on a seat at the table. He would just build something. And so yeah, man, that that's actually what pushed me into into writing because I wanted to work and I wanted my friends and colleagues and peers to be able to work. And so I said, man, we'll just create our own. And so that's that's what I've been doing ever since. Absolutely. Yeah. And then take us back to that first stage play that you oh, did professionally. Oh, what was that moment like? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <sighs> you know, it, it, we always think that it is um, a thing is easy to do. You know, mm -hmm. can you imagine somebody trying to build a house just from a picture they saw, right. but okay. not actually having the blueprint? Mm hmm and, and so go, making the transition uh, to producer and director was a whole nother animal. But the beautiful thing is, is that God has always aligned me with a great team. Like the, I've, I've always had people who had my back, you know, who supported what it is that I've set out to do. And so that first show, uh, I feel like I should be saying never would have made it uh, <laughs> without the crew, I tell you. And, and, and I got to tell you this, there are people who started with me on that first show that I don't want to, I don't want to misquote, but I feel like it was 17 years ago, um, 16, 17 years. There are people who started with me on that show who are still with me now. Wow. Uh, my, um, uh, my band, my very first band uh, was um, uh, Marla Spears, I believe Marla Spears on Keys. Okay. Dwight Houston was on horn, and he was also my MD, and David Houston uh, was the drummer. And I tell the story all the time, and they don't like me to tell it, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I tell the story all the time um, about how there was a packed house at my very first show. Um, but people oftentimes don't realize that just because the house is packed don't mean that the bills get paid. Absolutely. Say that again. And we had a house and uh david and dwight walked up to me after the show uh when i went to pay them and they handed their payment back to me and they said no this is good ground we we believe that we're sewing on good ground and so they gave it back to me and uh and whenever i've called since they've uh, been right there uh when i've called man and, and, and here i am um maybe i don't know maybe you know 50 60 shows later uh, and they still call me friend, and I still call them friend. Um, as a matter of fact, my best friend since high school, uh, she has appeared in every original show I've ever done. 
with the exception of one. She's been in every single show uh, since then, man. And so it pays to uh, treat people right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And now let's um, talk, because I definitely want to make sure that we get this out to the public. You have a virtual stage play that's coming up on next Tuesday. Very excited about that at 7.30. And the name of it is Fanny ordinary titan and this of course is a one woman show and it tells the story of civil rights icon fanny lou hamer um probably one of my favorite civil rights icons ever um if you, probably one of the, the 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 least celebrated too yeah i agree and for those who are watching if you don't know who she is um once you <laughs> attend the play because i do um hope that everyone that's watching tonight you will purchase a ticket to this virtual show, we'll get that information out to you and Mark will ship in a few moments. But um, briefly, give us a synopsis of what we can expect from this one woman show. Well, the first thing is it's not actually a one woman show, but okay. it's, it, it's, multiple, it's multiple women performing one voice. Wow. Um, and it's because uh, she is, like I said, she's a, she's a titan, man. She's, she's such a big person. Right. Several women just to to share the presentation. I wouldn't necessarily call it a stage play. Not quite. Not quite. But I, I would say, I would say that uh, it is definitely different for me. Not quite something uh, I uh, have have done quite this way before. Uh, but man, we we we're right here on the cusp of voting season, right? Of right. uh, uh, time to go to the polls and. A lot of times I think it is disheartening that we as a people don't always seize the opportunity to vote. Um, I think we take for granted the blood, sweat, and tears that um, has uh, come before us so that we'll have the opportunity. Um, I think that we have relegated the stories of real life people who had real life afflictions, who had real life scars, and a real life turmoil in their life and we relegated to just a black and white picture that we may have may or may not saw in a history book and so just for a moment in the presentation i would like to um introduce people to the the story the pain the reality of an ordinary woman from the mississippi delta who um who picked cotton at the age of six mm -hmm. uh who all she wanted was children, but couldn't have children because she went in for a medical procedure and the doctor decided to give her a hysterectomy to control the black population in the area. And so she ultimately went on to adopt children, but someone took that from her, you know? Uh, and, and so after uh, having so many things taken from her, the one thing she wouldn't allow people to take from her is her right to vote. And, and so I just thought it was important to shine a little light on uh the incomparable fanny lou hamer so that's what we're going to do man that's what we're going to do awesome and, and her birthday her birthday happens to fall on the day that we're going to do the presentation which is october 6th wow yeah. awesome. we're, we're pretty as you said, she is definitely one of the least celebrated um i would say men and women from the civil rights era that you hear of mm -hmm. um and you know as you i'm sure you've done the research when you mention voting and women's rights, her name appears on those lines. So what better production than to be done as we are just weeks away from voting? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And listen, man, I, 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 I don't think that there has, in our, in our nation's history, I don't think there's been a more necessary time to make sure that you get to the polls, right. run there, leap there, job there, skip there, flip there if you need to. Right, absolutely. As the songwriter said, I don't care how you get there, just get there. Yeah, get right. There. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And for those who've been um, tuning in to the show, we started last month. They know every week we really appeal to the audience about voting and we'll continue to do that because like you said, we just gotta get it done. We gotta get it done. Mm -hmm. um, was just looking at some things on television today from the administration. And I'll say this, I'll say it again at the end. 
if we don't realize the seriousness of the times that we're living in and the issues, then I really don't know what needs to be said to you. It's it's actually some turbulent times, but we just have to do our part. And Karen Brown said it best, vote, 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 vote. Uh, yeah, you just got to do that. I it, it pains me, man, to read some of these uh, comments about their their vote doesn't matter or it, whether they go or not or they're not going to vote and you know and it just it really drives me crazy you know um uh, because there is an investment there there's an investment that's been made and now it's your opportunity to reap the return on somebody else's investment and you're going to miss it so uh, I, I hope that people are compelled to uh to vote absolutely and then going back to the production, I want to make sure that we hit on this. Um, as you and I know, and everyone else that's watching, um, the third week in March, that changed a lot for all of us. And as you stated, um, especially for those of us that do productions and entertainment. And let's talk for a moment about virtual theater. I was actually, I had a uh, conference call earlier today with someone and we were both laughing and talking and he said, well, what's your take on virtual theater? I said, I see it the same way as I do the students with virtual learning. Mm -hmm. Now we have an option to continue virtual theater once everything is safe for us to get back into the theaters. You know, you just think about it. It's easier for someone to say, um, I have 10 seconds to get to to my laptop or my cell phone or my tablet to make it to this production versus 10 minutes to get to the theater or the venue where the production is. You don't know if there's a traffic jam. So this is a model that we can use. Let's talk to that. Um, how would you appeal to the audience to kind of embrace virtual theater? Because it's evident, just as we've seen many artists do, this is a new trend and it will be here for a while. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the first is uh, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's, it's a great alternative for us to continue to deliver in what it is that we do right from the comfort of our own homes. You're absolutely right. I do think things are going to, uh, I don't think things will ever be the same. Right. Absolutely. But I do think that there will be a return to right. the theater. Things will, there'll definitely be new measures and new precautions and things that are going to be done um, because people are hesitant. They are concerned. They want to know what you're doing to keep them safe. And we, we are actually already implementing um, the protocols for when we reopen, you know, um, and already lining up how that's going to operate. Um, I am excited about um, the opportunity to present the presentation on October 6th. And I'm also excited about uh, all of the virtual theater that I've been seeing, but I got to be honest with you, Paul. Um, we're doing this because we felt like it needed to be done. Absolutely. You know, um, I don't I, I don't like to do things just to be doing mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like the more you chit chat, the less likely people are to value what it is that you have to say when you got something to say. I think there's such thing as talking too much. And, uh, and so it was important to me not to uh, try to drop a bunch of virtual presentations just to be doing it on the theater tip. Uh, because I wanted people um, to receive whatever it was that we put up as being something that was of value and necessary to be seen and to be heard. And so that's, hey man, Fannie Lou Hamer, you know, what else could that be? Back in May, we did a thing called uh, Monologue Mondays, you know, where every Monday uh, we highlighted. And let me tell you the real reason behind doing that is because I think it's important for people to know that there are more than a handful of black performers in the city. Absolutely. And, and I I didn't get a chance to see that you all missed a treat. You all did monologues from scripts that I I have written about. It was it was it was great. It was I just can't say enough about it. It was great. Yeah, and the performers were doing works that were uh, uh, black, white, and other. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's the beautiful thing about uh, 
uh, our people, particularly as a culture, is that we have the ability to shine no matter what box you put us in. Absolutely. You know, uh, we're gonna find a nook, crook, cranny, crack hole opening, man, to let our light shine through because that's part of the magic of who we are. And so that's kind of what Monologue Monday was designed to do. Uh, we already have virtual theater. We've had it for some time. Let me tell you what it's called. It's called Netflix. It's called Amazon. It's called, you know, they, they've been sitting at home waiting around on things to, to launch. And now all we got to do, Chapal, is we've got to convince these same people uh, to, to continue to support us um, uh, with the click of a mouse. You know, we still have something to say, even though it may not be in an arena, an auditorium or theater. Trust me, we still have many, 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 many more stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me say this, and we're going to keep talking. For those of us who had a chance to watch Hamilton <clears throat> um, via streaming through Disney, it was great. I watched it. But you have local theater companies right here in Birmingham. My guest tonight is an African-American male. We're talking about Black Lives Matter. Some of y'all along here I've seen in your posts, Black Lives Matter. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Let's tell these people where they can get tickets up, and we're going to post this information uh, after the show. Hey, man, listen. Uh, absolutely. Black Lives Matter. Black Creatives Matter. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to add one more to that. Black Neighborhoods Matter. Absolutely. Black Neighborhoods Matter. Um, I remember uh, growing up, there were uh, there were many, many more community centers, mm-hmm. many, or there were more activities at the rec center. You know, it was just stuff, you know, to do, to, to occupy um, uh, what we do. Um, uh, there's a poem that Nikki Giovanni writes in, and she talks about, you know, they, they, they took away books, so the boys started breakdancing, and they took away this, so the boys started rapping, and they took away that. And I tell you, man, um, there's no other art form that allows our kids to escape Absolutely. From certain environments in the arts. And so what, what I'm aiming to do, man, and I'd love to have you be a part of in the coming year, is to uh, to drop more arts in the individual neighborhoods. Absolutely. And, and so that's that's what my pursuits are going to be. Uh, to answer your question, I'm sorry about rambling, but to answer your question about the show, if you'll go on Facebook, you'll see Parkway, t- type in Parkway Cultural Arts Center. Parkway Cultural Arts Center. And that's where you can find tickets to the virtual presentation. What's really, really cool about the Fanny piece is that there's no set ticket price. You can pay what you want unless, unless you desire to be VIP. That's one thing that we we kind of made our signature thing, Paul, out at the Encore. Like if you buy a VIP ticket, man, we we uh, we we rolled out the red carpet with um, appetizers and all that good stuff. And so I still wanted to be able to provide that opportunity. So if you purchase a VIP ticket, we will mail you a fanny T-shirt. We will mail you a program, the souvenir program. Uh, to the show, it'll all come right to your front door. Uh, in addition to you being able to view the presentation, but it's really a a, a pain what you want uh, because our organization is a five hundred one c three organization, and it is an opportunity for you. Whatever you do, it is tax deductible. Awesome. Yeah, man. And can you? Um don't give all of them away, but can you shout out some of the um, wonderful actresses that will be participating? <laughs> um, yeah, um, said don't give give all of them away. Okay. Um, well, you'll see the wonderful Miss uh, Tashara Monique. Um, you'll see the wonderful Miss. Uh, Julia Gavan, uh, you'll see Joy White, uh, you'll see uh, Erica Kellum. You'll, uh, I mean, it's, it's quite a few. So if I didn't call your name, please don't get mad. Those four alone are all powerhouses. And Rhonda Major. Right. And it shows because they've done numerous shows with you time and time and time again. So definitely. Yeah. definitely. I, do, man, I tell you, they, they probably touched quite a few stages in this city, man. It's just really really great to 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 
call and they come. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then let's kind of um, go here for a few seconds. As we both talked about, COVID-19 is still um, very much real and it's, it's, it's not going, shows no signs of going away. What would you say to that creative that's watching tonight, whether they are an actor, a writer, an author, um, an artist, just of any form, they've kind of like been in a tight space mm-hmm. since COVID has happened. And I'll even say this, may have even lost their inspiration to, you know, go forth as they normally would. What would you say to that individual? Create through it. Create through it. Uh, And and, and let me tell you why. Um, (laughs) You and I talked at the beginning of this tonight about, you know, it being the air you breathe when you're passionate about something, you feel out of place when you can't do that thing that you're, you're, you're called to do. Um, and so just do it, just do it. Um, don't let your gift be relegated to whether or not it's generating income, whether or not it is getting shared, clicked, like, follow. That's been the biggest demise for creatives in my opinion. Because if you believe that you are called to do a thing, right, and you you believe that God has uh, ordained for you to do that thing, and to create, and to thrive, um, then, then you're going to do that by any means necessary, whether there's a, 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 a massive audience or whether there is a, uh, a, a massive ticket price, whether or not it's going to generate you the income it used to generate. You know, this is where... The rubber meets the road, and you figure out whether or not you were are really called to do a thing, or you were just doing that thing because it was beneficial. Because yep. see, two different things. Okay. That's like people who who preach. They they may they may may not be called, but it's beneficial. They collect check every Sunday. I'm just saying. Right. Absolutely. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So the same thing is for creatives. You know. Uh, there, there, it was nothing. You just talked about the monologue Monday presentation. It's nothing for you as an actor to go pull a monologue offline and record yourself doing it and post it on your Facebook mm-hmm. page and continue to create. You should be using this season to sharpen and refine. I can't tell you how many virtual workshops I've gone to during this quarantine, how many certifications I've gone to during this quarantine, uh, how many um, endeavors that I've picked up because I want to come out this quarantine a better me. Not a beaten me. I'll say it again. I want to come out of this quarantine a better me, not a beaten me. You know, I don't want to come out of this thing looking like I've been whooped and 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 downtrodden and never would have made it and all that. No, I want to come out of this thing saying God used this time to make me be the best me I could possibly be for this next season that He's gonna walk me into. Because I'm telling you, man, it's still gonna happen. Great things, Japal. Great things, brother, are still gonna happen. Don't count it out. You know what I mean? And even for you, use this as an opportunity, man, as a time to figure out how you'll reinvent yourself coming out of this thing. Because you and I just agreed on something, that theater will never be the same. Right. So if theater will never be the same, let's figure out what's it going to be like and let's get to it. Right. Okay. So, yeah, man. We, we Trust me, man. We may be being tried on a fire right now, but we're coming out of this thing, man, like pure gold. I'm telling you. Right. Yeah. 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 And there's definitely some things... Um, can't reveal them just yet because my cast would um would kill me but we <laughs> we definitely have some things um under our belt it will actually be eight years in december since we've been together um so definitely that. so yeah you heard it first keep your ears and eyes open. That, man. find a way to celebrate that that's well, another uh we only make noise about the big stuff you may celebrate that. Do you do you realize that you have birthed a a whole show, a whole show, man, and a very good one at that? You understand what I'm saying? Not something that was just tossed together, thrown together, my brother. Right. Don't take the time to celebrate that. You know what I mean? Because because I'm telling you, man, if we if we'll act like we're faithful over this few. We'll get our mind right over the field. God, you know, to, to God, tonight I had the opportunity to be on Paul Vine's show. 
Thank you for the opportunity, God, because you're telling me, God, that you're still whispering my name in the ears of great men. That's encouragement for me, man. I feel like I can go on just and run on a little bit more and see what the end will be. And I hope that other people will feel the same. Yeah. And it's actually funny you brought that up. I That was actually bringing me to my next question. Uh-oh. As business, Black-owned business owners, because everyone that watches, um, we don't discriminate against um, business owners of other nationalities, but mm-hmm. uh, everything that we talk about on this is geared to uh, Black audiences. Um, celebrating our victories, mm-hmm. our wins, mm-hmm. that's something that I'm noticing in the black business community, we have a problem doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, um, it's I announced it, I'll say it again. When people say uh I'm over 2020, I can't say that. Mm. God opened the door for my business to be LLC. That mm. was huge for me. God opened the door for me to form this online show. That was huge for me. Mm-hmm. So talk about for a minute um because i see so many black business owners watching i'm not gonna shout out to anyone because i'm gonna uh overlook somebody but uh kudos to each of you for everything that you do but let's talk about celebrating our wins because i think that's something that we we don't do it enough listen man god is faithful i three years ago i opened the city's only african-american owned theater Mm -hmm. I'm, let me celebrate that and say I hope the city's only absolutely and I opened it in the midst of being told that it was a bad idea mm-hmm. I opened it in the midst of being told that there was no funding to do so in this area because the funding was already on lock I opened it in the midst of being told that there there wouldn't be enough qualified african-american performers in the city to to do a whole season like who are you going to cast people are going to get tired of seeing the same people and as you can see we have cast an array of talent uh on our on our stage faces that were familiar and unfamiliar since we've been there and so the victory for me is that god prepared a table for me mm-hmm. in the i don't call them enemies but in the presence of naysayers you know um he did that and he did that without i we, we opened our space without a, a single grant without a single major donor, without a single sponsor. We opened Encore with the grace of God. That's what we did. And and I believe that um, there are so many things that are being crushed and hindered because we got naysayers on the outside telling us what we can and can't do. Absolutely. Because it's not in their might or because it's not in their power. There are so many lids that we're putting on the growth of our businesses and the growth of our ideas because we let somebody on the outside who he didn't give the vision to who don't even have the ability to write it and make it plain because he didn't give it to you uh hinder what it is that we're trying to do and so here's what i've got to say uh we serve a god that is a god of more than enough absolutely yes. more than there are more than enough uh Af- african-american uh uh uh, people in the city, actors and performers to create a show. There's more than enough resources. There are more than a, there, let me, there are some folk who haven't even called for the grant money or the loan money, loan money to Paul because they let somebody tell them they ain't going to qualify. Or they let somebody tell them that their business isn't good enough. So the, the door can't get open because you won't even turn the knob. Wow. And so we're so worried about access being denied because of what somebody else saying. And God is saying, I am the key. Yes. You know, I am the key. He's already given you the keys to the kingdom. Go get it. So my answer is, we're not in a season of lack. You have what you say you have. So we're not in a season of lack. We're not broke, busted, and disgusted. The best is yet to come. Go get it. Go get it. I mean, I'm just, we've got to change our thinking. I believe it is Pastor uh, Mike Moore who says, it is your words that frame your world. Stop building these shacks for yourself. If your words frame your world, quit building shacks and go on and build the empire that God has equipped and ordained for you to have. That's what I got to say. Got that right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, and you are tearing up our guests. I'm just going to put a, our audience. I'm just going to post a little bit of these comments. <laughs> and so now y'all can see why I have him on tonight. The true Japal cannot. I have to be on. First of all, I did. This is not the kind of interview I thought we were gonna have. <laughs> but I'm for it, whichever way God. I gotta, gotta be honest with you, man. 
<laughs> my hope, brother, my hope, it really is built on yeah. something less. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, there is no benefactor that I can uh, uh, put my hope or my trust or my confidence is. I can't trust in a horse or a chariot. Neither one of them can get me where I got to go. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. so- what I'm telling you, man, is if 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 we don't have anything else, we've got Jesus. And so just know, man, like, nah, man, this ain't it. This ain't the end. This 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 ain't it. We, we've not been forsaken. And so many of us are, are, I understand that some of the bills may be behind. I understand that you don't have the customers that you need. I, but God, I, I just, I wish it will get back to the faith that made us open it in the first place. Absolutely. That's what happens. God gives us the option. We move on faith. Once we get going, we think we are the ones who got it all together. Mm-hmm. We think we're the ones who are running the business. We yep. think we're the one who's got to keep it. But if we'll get back to the one who, oh, God, man, if, if we'll just get back, if we'll just get back to the one that gave it to us in the first place, right? I guarantee you, you'll never see yourself forsaken. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ain't going to have you around here begging nobody. Yes. Nobody. Yes. For nothing. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You play too much. <laughs> <laughs> Being in that place, that's a place of peace, and that's a place of knowing who you are and whose you are in God. Yeah, and that's the best place that you could be in because you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, you don't have to worry about anything. David nah. said, I was young, but now I'm old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of urbanized it. He said, I've seen a lot of situations unfold. That's what he said. Then, <laughs> I've never seen the righteous forsaken feedback and bread and you just got to trust and believe no matter how things look you know you just have to trust and totally believe in him and let's go here um every time you say let's go go here lord have mercy (laughs) go man go go you've been watching um y'all know i like real talk and transparency because it's someone looking tonight that needs it even if it's just one person then at the end of the day the work that we set out to do has been accomplished share a moment since you've been in this business um where you strongly had to rely on your faith in jesus because i know um a lot of times i like to say this we see the glitz and the glamour but you know a lot of times we don't see the early morning prayers late night crying out to God saying, Lord, I need you to do this. I need you to do this ASAP. So share that moment since you've been in business where you really had to rely on your faith in God. Whew. Um, that, uh, I, I, I see, how do I, how do I, how do I filter? I want to protect the innocent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've had a lot of moments where um, I have had to be okay with the realization that sometimes there's going to be a Judas in the camp. Sometimes it's inevitable, but sometimes having that Judas in your camp is the thing that propels and pushes you Mm -hmm. to the thing that you were sent in the earth to do in the first place. Absolutely. And so I've had to be okay with people not always being who you think they're going to be. I've had to be okay with that. And I've also had to be okay that when people are doing ill will towards you, they don't always know. Absolutely. So I have to be okay that sometimes people have their um, their shortcomings um, that you become a casualty of, mm-hmm. but it's not intentional. Absolutely. And so I've had to, I say that to say the biggest lesson that God has taught me is I've had to learn how to forgive. The second thing is this. Um, I I have had seasons where shows have been so upside down that I have lost everything. Um, And and in losing everything, God has still been a keeper. Um, That's when I talked about the difference between you're doing it because it's beneficial or you're doing it because this is what you're called to do. Absolutely. this is what I am called to do. And so I have to take the stripes that come along with it. 
because I have to be obedient to what God has called me to do. Uh, so I've had shows uh, set aside. I've had, um, I've had countless, <laughs> I've had countless loved ones to, to pass away who were supporters along the journey who were supporters, who were the cheerleaders or the pushers or, you, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. I, and I've had to get to a place of not wallowing in the grief right. uh, and, and not staying there to keep going, you know? And I, it, it all goes back to realigning yourself to you doing this because it's what you're called to do, Absolutely. you know? And, I, and I, I'm talking about uh, uh, sister, mother, daddy, granddaddy, uncles, uh, aunts, uh, you know, cousins, you know what I mean? And it seems like it, it all came in a wave, right? Mm -hmm. There was no need for there to be two deaths. They're yeah. gone. And so now I'm going to lay down and die too. Absolutely. So I've had to continue to push through uh, uh, all of that too, man. Um, but it becomes, this is the truth. It becomes easier over time when you know why you do what you do mm -hmm. and for whom you do what you do. You know, all that other stuff just becomes bumps in the road. But you gotta just push through. Yeah, man, push through. Yeah. So to, we have about, yeah, we're still in good time. <laughs> <laughs> to bring us to um, a close for those who've been watching for those this is your first time watching um these past two weeks these were not originally planned um every month and i'm going to continue it we've been doing a spotlight on black businesses and our we primarily do it on the second monday and our response from that show it prompted me to do a series just do it so last week we'd had Demetria Barlow of Restoration Tees, and tonight we have you on to close out this series. Bring us home on Just Do It. You know, no excuses. The limits are off. You know, um, and I'm I'm just gonna say this: here we are, two black males. The odds were against both of us if we just really want to be honest, because. Some of the same things that you were told, I was told the exact same thing. You know, where are you going to find these actors at? How are you going to keep these shows going? Yada, 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 yada. Because at the time I started, I was 28. You and little boy, what can you do? What can you do? And, you know, through all of that, look where we are today. So um, I want you to kind of close us out. Um, like I said, the topic for tonight was just do it part two so kind of in your own way just kind of bring us to close on that just do it oh wow you know sometimes we we don't do what needs to be done because we feel like our portion isn't significant enough mm -hmm. uh or we aren't uh, important enough or what we got to say isn't important enough um but everything that god puts in the earth is necessary because god put you here you're necessary and it's important for you to do your part. Um, it's ironically, when you said that, I'm reminded of a poem by Helen Steiner Rice. Um, one of my long time, one of my long time stage managers. Her name is uh, Danielle Milner. Hello, Danielle. Uh, if you're watching, she recently uh, her father passed away earlier in the year. And when his children got up to make a presentation they shared this poem and it stayed with me ever since and so if you don't mind uh, i'll use these couple of seconds to just share it and hopefully it'll speak to what what you're saying sure the poem simply says we cannot all be famous or be listed in who's who but every person great or small has important work to do for seldom do we realize the importance of small deeds or to what degree of greatness unnoticed kindness leads. For it's not the big celebrity in a world of fame and praise, but it's doing unpretentiously in an undistinguished way. The work that God assigned to us, unimportant as it seems, that makes our task outstanding and brings reality to our dreams. So do not sit and idly wish for wider new dimensions where you can put into practice your many good intentions. But at the spot God placed you begin at once to do, little things to brighten up the lives surrounding you 
if everybody brightened up the spot where they're standing by being more considerate and a little less demanding, this dark old world would very soon eclipse the evening star if everybody brightened up the corner where they are. Get your shine on, man. Get your, just do it. Get your shine on. Brighten up your corner. Brighten up your corner. Awesome. That's in a nutshell. That that's is it. it. Man, that's it. Just do your part. Get in your lane. And that's another thing. Stay in your lane. Absolutely. Stay in your lane. God has already ordained what your path is. Stop trying to do what the Joneses across the street doing and what Jackie around the corner doing. That ain't your portion. If you'll stay in your lane, God will bless what's yours. Absolutely. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Awesome. And before we end tonight, um, I don't see her on, but I'm sure she'll watch the replay as always. I have to give a shout out um, to one special person um, who's special in both of our lives. She was actually uh, your school teacher, and she's been like a second mom to me, Belinda George Peoples. Hey, you got to, I keep trying to teach y'all how you got to do that, man. You, gotta, you have to put, you, no, man, now you can't, you got to put, you got to put the, the, yeah, absolutely, her name. Or you right. can, don't ever introduce, right, Belinda George Peoples. Right. Without, I actually slipped because you actually say, <laughs> I actually say Birmingham's the queen of soul. Queen. Because that's what she is. And I say that because, um, We've had several late night conversations, just as sure as I'm sure she has with you. And, and they're unfiltered, and, right. they and, <laughs> and she will get on you and does not hold back. She will get on you and will not hold back, but it helps you, yeah, so much in the long run. It so helps when she speaks. She's, I listen. There are some people that have earned the right. Absolutely. To slap you upside the head. Right. And she just pays price in this city to be respected at what she does and what she does and, and doing in a time when people weren't embracing people that look like her. So she earned the right for those late night beans that you Absolutely. get. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, the poem, I think uh, it was Brighten Your Corner by Helen Steiner Rice. Brighten Your Corner. Okay. And we'll definitely, if you could send that to me after the show, I'll definitely post that as well because we definitely have some more people uh, watching. And again, for those who may just be watching, I'm delighted to have Mark Raby as my guest on tonight. And one more time, let's tell people about the amazing show, uh, show that will take place on next Tuesday. The virtual presentation, Fetty. Ordinary Titan. Uh, again, you can find us on Facebook at Parkway Cultural Arts Center. Uh, you'll see the ticket information and the event information right there uh, on our Facebook page, Parkway Cultural Arts Center. Thank you, Japal. You're so professional and thorough. I see you added to the screen. Thank you, sir. And you're just so well organized and everything. <laughs> I'm going to tell people that I was on the show and that I was in the green room and, and that you just took great care of me backstage and Evian <laughs> water and <laughs> you know, green Andes mints and everything. I'm And again, everyone, for those who've been watching me, we said it again, but we can't talk about this enough. We are 30 days into the November 3rd election. And uh, it's a topic from my sister, for those of you who watch her on Fridays, her topic for the last three weeks has been, what are you going to do about it? That's my question tonight for you. If you all are unhappy with the way our world is, the state that we're in, what are you going to do about it? We've complained enough. We've talked enough. We've voiced our opinion enough. This is your chance to use your voice for the greater good. And here's something else that I would encourage you to do. For those of you who have children that aren't old enough to vote, start taking those children to the polls with you. That's something that um, my mom and dad did and my grandmother. And, you know, we asked questions so that once we got older, it would be a seamless process. And I'm grateful for those moments. So those of you with school age uh, children under 18 and even if they're your grandchildren, take them to the polls with you, you know, let them 
show them the process, show them the way we've done. Start these conversations in our families. We've, yeah. Go online, check your voting status. Make sure that it's intact. Right online, you can go online and check your voter registration. Confirm what poll you're registered at. Go online and do that. Make sure it's intact. You don't need any funny business or any surprises when you get uh, to the polls. Uh, that is the day. If somebody need a ride to the polls, leave them for a loan. Don't ask them for no gas money. Just give them a ride. Let them go. Our lives depend on it. Please, please, give them a ride. Take them. Ask your neighbor if they need to go. Anybody that you know traditionally don't have transportation. Absolutely. <laughs> and I've listed the website vote.gov. If you need to register, you know someone who's not registered, get them to that site. Also on that site, as Mark said, you can find out your polling place. I encourage you, just because you think you know where your polling place has been, yes. they love to pull the okie doke to change. Yes. Please check your polling place before that date. And then again, we want to remind you of the census deadline. I know we've been hearing things where um, the, an appeal has been granted to the end of October. That could change by Wednesday, and I'm hoping that it does. But as of now, the deadline is still on Wednesday. So I'm hoping that everyone watching tonight, you completed your census. But if not, you still have time to do so. We've been talking about it so long that maybe it become noise or whatever, but just make some personal texts. If you, if you don't mind, for those of you who like to text, text your folks. Ask them if they filled it out. Do, like, just do your part to, to, to help us all be better together. Okay. Yes, sir. And for those who are wondering, you have the mindset, well, Birmingham, we don't have anything to do. Did you fill out your census? It only happens once every 10 years. Stop complaining about these potholes if you're not feeling out your senses. So, y'all, let's get it done. Let's get it done. And tonight, um, as we end the show, I am going to run those commercials again that I ran at the beginning. So I want to thank, um, and Karen is posting some uh, reminders, the absentee ballot, if you want to vote absentee for Alabama, you can do it in person or mail your ballot in. But if you're going to do that, I strongly encourage you, if you live in Birmingham and surrounding cities, Please, ma'ams, please, sir, go to the third floor in the courthouse, fill that thing out in person, let them stamp it. I've heard too many glitches of people that mailed in and this and that happened. So if you do choose to do absentee voting, please do it in person. Again, you can go to the third floor of the Jefferson County Courthouse and get it done. And again, kudos to Mark tonight for all the awesome things oh, he's doing in our city. Thank you my family too. That's too dead. Okay. Uh, Vicky, Vicky. Yeah, I your, your cousin on, Victoria Tellers. All, all the way from Texas. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you, Jamal. Um, okay. Thank you for everything that you contribute to the tapestry of the arts in the city. You are necessary. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Uh, we're better together. And so I'm just a call away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you all for watching tonight. And as always, we encourage you keep the faith. And if you all would, please hang around. I'm going to run these commercials again tonight and that will end our show. And then, like I said, I will definitely uh, post the ticket information in the on my page. And for those who are not in the private group that I created, the backstage VIP for Divine Vision Entertainment, please consider joining that group. We're not going to worry you to death. We're going to do some things there that you won't ordinarily get on the page and you need to join that page now that's all i'll tell you so um thanks again mark for being a guest tonight thanks everyone for tuning in and as always keep the faith every day hundreds of children throughout birmingham receive hot meals at schools through our mobile sites during this remote period of teaching and learning throughout the week our scholars benefit from the programs to help improve learning in critical subjects, such as math and reading. Our Birmingham City School educators are able to do much of this work because our district, like other public school districts around the country, receive federal dollars. The census helps inform the federal government on our funding needs for our local schools. I am Daji Hendricks, president of the Birmingham Board of Education and the board representative for District 4. We are just a few days away from September 30th's deadline for completing the census 2020. Unfortunately, 
a large number of people in our community have not completed their census. The census form is very simple. It can be filled out online in about six minutes. This is our community. These are our schools and these are our children. So right now, stop whatever you're doing and go to www.2020census.gov. Make Birmingham count. Thank you. Hello, Birmingham. It's important, it's important that, that, every, that 10 years, every ten years that we take the time, we take the time to fill out this to form, fill out this census form, form, the census form, because it impacts because it what, impacts we're, able what we're able to do on a local level. On a local level. Important for grants. Important for grants. It's important. It's important to our school. To our school. It helps us with it our helps library. us with our libraries. If you tired if of the you potholes, potholes, then you need to fill out, you need the, to fill out the census. Tired of you, tired of flooding. The flooding takes place, place in our city. You need to fill out. You need the to fill out the census. It gives us it gives money us and the money and the tools to address, to address the needs of this city, but also the but needs also of our schools, of our, schools our, medical our medical facilities, and, 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 and a whole and a whole plethora of things. I would ask. I would ask just, that you just take it. It's take easy. It. It's easy. It's really, really, it's really, really easy. And it only takes, it only 10, takes minutes. ten minutes. So let's fill so out. Let's fill out the census and address and address the needs that we the needs have, have in our community. In our community. For more from for the more from the Birmingham City Council, follow along with us on Twitter and Twitter and Instagram. Stay safe, Birmingham. Stay safe, Birmingham.